friends, welcome back to another exciting, bloody episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here for a brief introduction before today's exciting return to Haddonfield. Guys, it's official. If you're here, we hope you are enjoying the October Mega Marathon, as it were. We want uh, you to enjoy a pod every day of the month, 31 days, 31 pods. For that to be the case, you must go visit us on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Uh, so you can make sure to get our two Patreon-exclusive movies this month uh, that our listeners get a vote on. Uh, we give them a list, and they tell us what they want to hear, which is really fun. And the 13 Ghost Commentary. That's going to be a really good time. So please, guys, go over to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod for all of the good times. Your support means the world to us. Also, if you're here and you love horror movies, this is another fun announcement today based on uh, our friend and guest host for the day, one of my oldest friends, Michael Cloud. I love Mike so much. I cherish his friendship. We often fight like brothers, uh, and that's how you know it's a really good friend, right? Uh, one of my favorite human beings of all time. He was kind enough, as one of my older friends who we bonded over horror movies together, to sign on to co-host our new Patreon-exclusive miniseries, Tales from the Griff. A complete, comprehensive deep dive into every single episode of Tales from the Crypt, every movie, and every little extra fun thing we can find. So again, go over to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod for all of that fun stuff. That's going to start in November. We're giving you plenty of horror goodies now, so we're spacing it out for our ghoulish uh, friends. So get over there, kitties. <laughs> we can't do the laugh yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. Also, go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, Film Alchemist. Email the pod, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Find us on all the socials you're on. It would mean the world to us if you would share and retweet the hell out of this October Mega Marathon. Also, please leave those five-star ratings and reviews, guys. It, it does help out shows like us. We promise. We see you. We thank you. Your kind words uh, make us powerful. Kind of like Michael Myers, uh, killing fools and Haddonfield powerful. So today, Cloud has joined me. Uh, as you guys know, a couple Octobers ago, we did the entire Halloween franchise. It's time to wrap this up, right? So today, Cloud is joining me for Halloween Kills. Tomorrow for Halloween Ends? Question mark? Like the end of the blob? Question mark the end? Uh, this movie was extremely divisive when it came out. I remember just this backlash of people who really despised what this movie was doing. I actually am in the camp. I, I really love the 2018 Halloween. I thought this one was a fun ride. So as you will hear in the show, Mike was not as big a fan as I. So we kind of run it like a court case, right? I playing the humble defense attorney of Halloween uh, kills and Mike just throwing out slanderous barbs. So you guys can be the jury and weigh in. Did you think Halloween kills was as good a time as I or was it fatally flawed as a uh, evil cloud has insinuated? So, guys, I hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you again, Mike, for making the time. Thank you for joining our Tales from the Griff Patreon miniseries, patreon.com slash Dollars, that's what runs this ship. Uh, but that's it, guys. Enjoy Halloween Kills. Return tomorrow for Halloween Ends. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Mike Cloud, uh, kind enough to join us today to talk about Halloween Kills, which is your new favorite movie, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing Halloween Kills in preparation for tomorrow's Halloween Ends. 
You will also hear Mike on that one. So, um, you had beef with this movie? I. Yeah, it, it is probably my least favorite one now. Of I, all the Halloween movies, I, the you, last you time like I'm, I'm going, I'm going through and rewatching them again <laughs> because I know the last time I lost, watched a lot of them, I was like ten years old, and they seemed a lot better. But still, I'm on one through five. This is still the worst out of any of those. Are you fucking I, kidding me? I, I, I stand by that. Not five was not great. This. This I struggled to get through. I didn't struggle to get through what any of the other you? movies. <laughs> okay, like, they, so, I was just cringing half the time. Just the dialogue alone in this movie was so, so terrible. Despicable. Your opinion is despicable, and I guess we'll be playing <laughs> lawyers, right? So I will be on the defense of Halloween Kills, and I, I, you will be. I will gladly persecute prosecute yeah, this movie. You will be the prosecution. Uh, so what is your your biggest beef? Let's start like, there. You throw your attacks the, the, out, and I will parry them one by one and bat them to the ground. In one word, dialogue. That would be dialogue. That would be the most cringy thing about this movie. And the that other is, thing is, it's that just, is always what people watch for Halloween for. Is I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it has to be really bad to make you hate a Halloween movie too, and it is that bad. But uh, this movie started off so well with that flashback to 1979 when they catch Michael Myers. That was fantastic, and then it just all went to shit after yeah they that. got an actor to redo loomis yeah. i thought that was great yeah yeah i would not have been able to tell that uh what pearson what's his name uh the actor who plays Blue yeah Don- i don't know donald, donald pearson i think is donald pleasance pleasance that's was it. the original yeah. yeah donald pleasance i wouldn't have thought he was dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i thought they did one of those like they put a face over him like they do in star wars yeah. sometimes um okay dial i will say this movie veers into melodrama more than the other Halloween movies, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot 100%. of like monologuing about your emotions. I don't but, think that's always bad, though. But in such an unnatural way, like everything th- in this movie is yeah, unnatural. Yeah, I know, literally, Michael Myers is literally unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly get to that point. Yeah, I think what what I think that I love about this movie, right? First off, it's called Halloween Kills, and this has amongst the best cadre of kills in the entire franchise. It delivers on what it promises. I'll say that. But it turns Michael Myers into Jason Voorhees to me. Like, it didn't seem... That's the thing. Jason doesn't have that interpersonal connection with his victims like Michael Myers does. Michael Myers has always been, or correction, Jason Voorhees has always been Michael Myers in just kind of more cartoonish and extreme films. Which right? is what this was. But if you watch what Halloween became, he's getting more and more elaborate with his kills as the right. series goes on. But this time, like, I always thought Michael Myers is more of like a scalpel where uh, Jason Voorhees is more like a broadsword. Yeah, he's a machete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to keep our analogy straight. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But this is, this is a little different version of Michael, right? Because one of the themes of the movie is, what is he, right? He's not yeah. a man. It kind of does this Dahmer thing, like who's responsible for Michael Myers? Yeah. And they keep going down that rabbit hole, right? And they they land on this, because that was the thing. Michael was always a man who at some point broke, right? As a child, he broke and started killing. And then Halloween is one of those weird series, right? Where there's Halloween 1 and 2, and then there's the timeline that's Halloween 1, 3, and 4, right? And then there's the timeline that's Halloween 1 and h2o and then halloween yeah. one and you know or h2o and resurrection right yeah i was so really they keep confused. resetting the timelines constantly right yeah i was real confused till recently because i thought it was all continuous i know it's not. It was like the big, <laughs> other than three i thought it was all canon like yeah all no, one big long they canon. have normal dude michael myers then they have more of the boogeyman michael myers then they have the curse of the thorn michael myers so there's yeah. a lot of versions right this 
this series and what this movie settles on, right? Is this what I love about this movie too, is this is a movie that does something we don't get in a lot of slasher sequels, right? Which is really, I mean, I guess they do it to a lame extent in Halloween H2O. They're just like, Oh, Jamie drinks a lot. And you're like, Oh, okay. Or Lori, Lori Strode drinks yeah. a lot. This one, they really sit and make us, cause this, they started it in part one, but this one is really about the, the, the growing web of trauma from Michael Myers victims, right? So you see Lori and then it infects her daughter. It infects her granddaughter. You see the the deputy who starts off as a rookie and ends up shooting a guy he likes trying to get Michael Myers. Yeah. And the immense guilt he carries for that. And then in Tommy and Lonnie and Lindsay, right? All the kids from the first one, we see their trauma and how they've just never gotten over that night. So Michael Myers, while locked away, still was haunting them every day. And him reemerging sends them right back to that day, right? It's this it's this horrible kind of time travel trick where they never escaped that Halloween night. You know, even as they lived and grew old and for some reason named a bat old Huckleberry. Yeah, right. You know yeah, no I mean? explanation on where that they highlight that name so much and give no it's explanation. Cool. It's just cool, man. Right? Like not every bat has a backstory like Negan's, right? It's just cool. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I mean. I, I like the examination of because they've done it a little bit. They've dabbled in others. But this one really sinks into what happens in a town that has a Michael Myers. Right? And what that does. And I thought that was really well done in the movie. I agree that I liked that concept that they had. Their <laughs> execution was horrendous. How it. dare and, you? And they actually did it. That Going back and watching some of the older ones, they already did that better in like four. How dare they you? They did the whole mob thing in four, and they did it way better. How dare in you? that uh <laughs> and then they took everything that was great about the previous movies and just said fuck it we're not doing that like halloween do you have any ha 19 2018 halloween halloween was fantastic because it understood what made halloween great and then this movie's like the nope. same people all i know of the sudden, exact same people that's exactly they just more forgot what made halloween that's great. what seems like what happened do you have any they uh evidence you'd like to submit <laughs> To the jury, or are you just gonna make these broadside assaults? So, like in Halloween Four, they have the whole like mob, town mob thing, and right. it's the dialogue is much better. It's much more of a believable reaction. And this one, you have an entire town just bum rushing a hospital, and all of a sudden, all the employees in the yeah. hospital start bum rushing this where, mental patient. God, where in the news have we seen a bunch of cranky townsfolk <laughs> just bum rushing somewhere because they don't like the way things are going? This hmm. this, this was on the fly, though. It's like so, there's like surgeons who are like, "Yeah, get them." They just like drop what they're doing, and start running down. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Is it ridiculous? It was utterly. You're ridiculous. telling me that the world we live in, you don't think there are just mobs of wild fucking people? Oh, there are, but they. Don't I don't I think this movie's gotten better post insurrection. <laughs> That's uh, right because this is the thing. These are people, and they talk about this, right? You see all these bodies coming in. The the cops have never been able to catch him. This and that. They're fucking mad, right? Why did he get out of the prison? Why is he still running amok? Right? His doctor failed him. Right? The doctor in the last one we saw is like this murderous, crazy person. Right? Everyone who comes into contact with him is somewhat infected by him. Right? So in this one, we see all these fucking bodies, right? All these teenagers rolled into this town where nothing happens is what they keep telling us. Haddonfield was this small, simple town where nothing happens. One night, something really bad happens. 40 years later, another bad thing happens, and these people aren't aware of it. And as they talked about in the bar, right? Some of you are too young or just don't give a fuck anymore about what happened that night. Right. Michael Myers becomes commodified, right? He's a bumper sticker. He's a comic book. He's 
someone that people do podcast about, right? He's like this fictional creation now. So the pain of that night gets less and less for some as it grows for others. So when people start seeing, hey, where the fuck is my teenager, right? And everyone's upset and everyone's scared. And then you get to the hospital and uh, brackets there, right? A guy who watched his daughter get just fucking dismembered by Michael Myers, right? Or desecrated, as they say. He starts getting riled up. When you see him, who was a, a respected town official, you see Tommy, who's been there and seen that, telling them what's coming down the pike. Is there's like fucking 20 dead people by the time they're at the hospital, minimum, right? They say something's got to be done. And when they see that fucking guy that the news was perpetrating, hey, an insane person broke away from the asylum, for some reason equating that to the Michael Myers story, where have we seen in real life where people read and just see headlines and make wild assumptions that aren't based? That's fair enough. Maybe I give way too much credit to people, but truly, <laughs> I, I very well may be. But it, it still, it still seems very unnatural. I don't think me and you would be mobbing. But if that was my kid in the slap, like that scene when they're rushing, right? And Lori and her daughter are trying to say, like, it's not him. It's not. And right. no one will listen, right? No information's going in. That seems pretty fucking realistic, right? And then that mom stops and sees her son on the slab and just breaks down. You're like, this is more than just a moment of spontaneous eruption, right? This is a festering wound that's now spreading out, right? This is gangrene infecting this whole town. Sure. And maybe my issue then is pacing then. Like, it happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they got two hours to do it. But, like, you go to the previous movie and everybody treats Laurie Strode like a town hermit. Like, because like it's she, been 40 years, right. man. And now all of a sudden long. on the flip of a dime, everyone's always like, evil dies tonight. Like, they've been waiting to do this. Where in our life have we seen people with bad intentions pick up a catchy slogan <laughs> and chanting it as they've committed their crimes? Again, maybe it's maybe my issue more is You're like also, pacing again, and getting there. This is a, a this movie, it, it's thematic elements is trauma, right? That's what this is. Is that Michael Myers is the thing that we can't, as Laurie says at the end, right? You can't turn away from Michael. He's always there. They're not talking about a serial killer as much as just this generational trauma, right? That if you try to hide from him or pretend him it's not there, it's going to erupt again. And I think that's, it, it plays more to the thematic than always, you know, being worried about the exact logic of situations, right? Because again, yeah. Michael Myers gets fucked up a bunch in this movie. Yeah. He's fine. A he movie. is no longer a human being as everyone else in this movie is. So seeing people react in this insane way to a supernatural event, that doesn't seem so outlandish to me. All right, that's... Because all these people, even if they don't fucking care about Michael Myers, their aunts and uncles, right, were telling them about what happened and someone they knew died. So this is just a seed that's been planted in them. It's a boogeyman story they tell, right? So even if he's not real to them, it's like, it didn't affect me. I don't fucking care. Like the way we think of Dahmer. We watch a right. Netflix show. You're like, wow, that's fucking crazy. That's a great horror series. There are real people who lost real fucking relatives and children to that motherfucker. Right. And now we watch it as entertainment, right? That's what Michael Myers was. What if someone said, hey, man, you're at a Halloween party. Like when I have a Halloween party at my house every year and they go, Dahmer's upstairs. <laughs> For sure, we're running upstairs with bats to kill that dude. <laughs> For sure. I mean, he's he. Imagine a fictional. What if they said the devil was in your high school, the actual devil, right? Well, I mean, it'd be, what if they we, said we, Skeletor we, we, was? We, in would, your... we would think that they were hallucinating or having some kind of right. Crisis. But then you saw some fucking flaming dead bodies run past the classroom <laughs> window. 
you'd probably be pretty susceptible. I know that was one of the things that this this movie actually I think was pretty divisive to audiences, right? Oh yeah, like that's what a lot get. of people didn't like it. Yeah. I actually thought it was super fun. Like I have no idea why people have such grief. It is high melodrama, but I thought it actually had more introspection than I imagined. I I, I think you help build it up with some of your points that that does does make it a little bit but presenting my evidence to be submitted to court for the jury to decide but the execution and pacing were just made it terrible it just (laughs) felt so un again yeah i know michael myers unnatural it's a horror movie but it went well beyond the uh what do you call it the when you suspension of disbelief this is yeah it goes well beyond (laughs) the suspension of disbelief in my opinion i think that our world has shown us you would be surprised how fucking scared and misinformed people behave in large groups yeah well i actually i I shouldn't be that surprised right but that's what i'm saying i don't think it's as insane as people thought it was right and again like you said they've done this in all the other halloween movies right i just think they did it better there were small I, they I, I, didn't even address it. It was just some like fucking beer drunks like, let's go. Which is way this more one, likely, I think, to happen the this, way they did it. This one like, is better because Tommy is directly connected to it, right? And it's his fucking fear and grief and trauma. Who knows who this guy was? Was he a high school baseball coach? Was he a respected guy? Did they just laugh at him as the tears and beer guy? Who knows? But when he's running around spreading it, like he's recruiting the militia, right? And he's like, you covered this area, right? Be ready. Be on guard. This guy's really bad. We're going to get him, Right? There, that is so much more engaging and interesting to me than let's go woo and they but, all get in their fucking trucks with their guns like that's that's, that's what that, I think that is more likely like a to cop happen. out in that movie. I, I just think that's what's more likely. And they end up like Here's killing like innocent civilians along the Here's way. The I mean, thing. they do in this one too. But both of those scenes are the exact same. This one just digs into a little more thematic explanation of why. Yeah, I and admit- I love when Brackett's staring. I thought the thing with the insane patient right who escaped. Yeah. I thought that was great. This was just a man who was in a mental hospital. Because we see him in the news next to Michael Myers. We assume he's bad. Mm-hmm. He comes to the hospital and all he says is, help me. Right. And then everyone just turns on him because he's an outsider. He's something different and scary, right? He's Michael Myers in a different kind of personification. Well, just everyone start, just said that's Michael Myers and everyone yeah. believed it. And Again, took off misinformation after spreading right. like yeah. wildfire, the world we live in. When they caught him and when Karen tries to help him, right? And they just, like, she holds his hand and walks him. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. And you see those monsters fucking bum-rushing and trying to get him with no fucking evidence. And you see Tommy and Karen lock eyes, right? And he's like, it's not him. And she's like, no. And you see that realization. And the guy's so fucking scared he jumps out the window, right? Yeah. Because he's already troubled. And then this is just, you know, exacerbating whatever's happening in his life. And those people huddled over this guy. And when Brackett says he's made us monsters... Again, part of what they are going for thematically is that this is Michael's masterpiece. Is what he does is he infects the system, right? He spreads this fear. And fear becomes, you know, it's like the fucking Jedi, right? Fear leads to hate, yeah, hate yeah. leads to anger, whatever. But Michael Myers is is poisoning this entire fucking town. And so could they have drawn that out a little more? Maybe. I don't see to what effect, though. When Tommy comes in and he's like, Hey, I found an SUV where Michael Myers had mangled these people. Oh, look, there's dead teenagers. I really think that's about it. Because everyone in that hospital is there because they're looking for someone. So they're already extra amped up and motivated. Right? Like, there's no time. You work in a hospital, right? There's no time when just someone's like, hey, what's up? I'm just hanging out. No one ever goes to a hospital (laughs) unless there's a really serious reason to be there. Eh, Depends, but... (laughs) I'm saying, like, who's not getting a test, right? These are people in a waiting room of an ER 
where's my fucking loved one? Yeah, for the most part. So yes. they're amped up and fucking yeah. scared. And they're already thinking that their loved one could have been a victim of a murder. They're not in their right space, man. You can go to YouTube and watch like parents trying to attack a murderer who's being sentenced in court all the time. Right? So this isn't just like he's in a Kroger. Yeah. And they're like, you know, grab the fucking pretzels. <laughs> like fucking trying to beat him. But the bar scene, when they, like, once he like finishes talking the bar and they're like, Michael Myers is outside, like, Everyone is immediately on board to go out and kick the shit out of Michael. But Myers. you saw, no, like, Tommy no... was ready to kick the shit out of him, and he got he turned video. around, and everyone was like thirty feet behind him, like, "Yeah, go ahead." Go <laughs> they weren't fully engaged. Maybe. Yet. Okay, right, and then they got yeah. a little braver as he crashed the car. One of the things I love, okay, evidence fucking thirteen about why I like this movie: <laughs> Michael Myers' selection of music. Because he's in the car, and it's like Figaro, Figaro, and it's like, <laughs> and the caption says "shuffling stations." So Michael is like, mm, I don't like that song. I did not pick up. And when on he's that. in Big and Little John's it. house, right, and they come back to hunt him down, right, Lonnie and the kids, he has a record playing. So you're like, and it's not the record that Big so John was playing. playing. It's not yeah. the Halloween record. Yeah, what so was playing on that? Was it Mike, just classical music? I think it was like a Bonnie Raitt song. It's like some fucking country music, right? Okay. So I don't know who the fuck. That's like a country name. I know that probably isn't her. But Michael Myers was, was like looking through the vinyls and is like, mm, soulful country. Boom. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I, I did not pick up on Michael Myers like having a soundtrack. Go back and watch it, even though you All hate right. it and love it this time. Evidence fourteen or whatever. I'm on fifty five. Big, <laughs> big and little John. You, you count like my four year old. Big and little John. Excellent. Really, like love that, big the, and little John. The one thing I hated that, in that shit scene, was hilarious, and I still felt bad for I them mean, when they died. Again, a little bit of the suspension of disbelief because I don't know anybody that would. Two guys named John that would continuously refer to each other. It's as a big pet John name. or little John. You call your wife not by her name every time, right? You go, no, I call her Kelly. Do you go Kelly Cloud? No, I call her Kelly. Yeah, but, but when John's refer- talking to other John, you know which John he's talking to because he's not talking about himself in the third <laughs> person. If they had the same name, they're going to come up with a cute way to change it, right? Sure. Maybe I. Just and don't... little John is taller. It's adorable. I I, I guess... don't call my wife Amy unless I'm like upset. I hate pet pet names with a passion, so maybe that's just oh a me. Oh my god, day. this sounds like a you problem. That may be a me problem. It just this sounded like weird <laughs> to me when they're calling Big John Little John each time. But that the that one pointed out another thing that really annoyed me is these occasional random camera work, camera work that they did. So when Little John's upstairs dancing and they have right. that little like dance montage that he's doing, I'm like, what the hell was that? Like it just that's just a guy enjoying himself. It's just re- but it was it just. The, showing, the way it was shot was ridiculous. They're showing that when Michael Myers is away, hope and love can regrow <laughs> in the barren soil that was the Myers home. I think that's a stretch. That window is not a portal to hell. I, I, I think that is Michael uh, brings the hell. I think that is somebody overexerting their creative freedom in that movie. And he just is high. It's Halloween. He's enjoying a fucking thing. His husband or partner is fucking making a charcuterie board. He's having a good time. You never dance to music in your I'm not saying anything wrong with him dancing. I'm saying the, the weird random camera shots they did with oh every beat to the music. So now you're just throwing the cinematographer in Yeah, this. the cinematographer. I, I hated this. this was a very well shot movie. It was really weird. Like, And then they have the scene where uh, her daughter dies at the end. Oh. And like it's just like random like camera shots. Of, like this whole movie where like it does like these really brutal kills. And then they revert back at the very end to like the 1970s style, but extra campy. I think in that, okay, so that one is easy to explain away, right? When he gets Karen, she's looking through the window that Michael always looked through, right? When they cut to that, Michael is reborn, right? So the cuts on that are pretty similar in how fast they are to when he wakes up and beats up the mob that has just murdered him, right? 
It's just kind of these quick cuts to him, like, gashing someone, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They even have that strange shot when Tommy Doyle runs at him. It's really fucking tight on him when Tommy gets shanked, right? And then, you know, the one thing I hate about the camera work in this movie, it's not even camera work, it's the visual effects. I hate the blood splattering on an imaginary lens. Any show that does that, I hate oh, it. The, oh, yeah, if where you, you, like, it makes it look yeah. like it splashes on if your you face. If you put yeah. fake cartoon blood on a fake lens in the middle of a movie like this that's mm-hmm. not a fucking found footage, I hate that. Yeah, I agree Lord with of you. the Rings yeah. even did that. And I was did like, it? what the fuck is that? Yeah, in episode one. And it just, it's so, that was so stupid. Yeah. But, again, that's a very, that might be my only quibble with the movie. That's your only quibble. Yeah. Come on, you, Other than you, that, you, you, I think you are stretching a bit to try, I, 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 I respect Karen, that. I respect that, that you like it. That is fury and darkness unleashed, right? He has become more, as they're describing, right? He's more than a man. The more he kills, the more we're afraid. The more he grows in power. Yeah, I think that's like. And Karen that... is the one that put the final knife in him, so it's just this brutal stabbing, right? So, so there's a ferocity in how fast the camera's cutting. Nah, I don't know. I just came off as like this <laughs> super campy to me. But you, I, objection! I do, I you do. cannot just say no to a point. <laughs> objection, Your Honor. <laughs> I do appreciate the the new mythology they throw because I don't think that was ever done before. Like the more he kills, the stronger he gets. See, so this is similar to Curse of the Thorn. Was this? There is a child born, and he is this evil killing machine. I don't remember the exact. You should go back and listen to our Halloween five. I need to get podcast. To, yeah, I haven't gotten through Curse of Michael Myers yet. I gotten through five. Yeah. But I'm, essentially, there's like a, a person picked to become this vessel of ultimate evil and carnage, and so this could tie in with that. I'd be shocked because this movie has a lot of those. Like even when he's getting the old nurse that survived part one, right? He breaks the window open by her head, just like he does in part one, right? There's a ton of throwback shots. Yeah. Uh, Michael's standing in front of the police, just like he did as a boy in part one, right? Yeah. When his killing is done, he's, you know, he shuts off in a way. Um, there, there are all these throwbacks to the old movies. If Curse of the Thorn does not reappear in the next one, I'd be fucking shocked. Yeah, I yeah, because like uh, with this being the second movie, it does have a lot of throwbacks to the second movie specifically. Mm-hmm. And also like four, we said with like the, the mob type stuff but one thing that i didn't even realize until i was talking to you the other day is i i I have to believe that's intentional is the morphine where like in halloween 2 she's like don't put me to sleep don't inject that to me and they just and also it's like jesus was that what medicine was really like back then (laughs) people like no we're like too bad Uh, here you go And yeah, just like inject her with the morphine. And this time she's like, give me the morphine. Yeah. It and makes the pain go away. It makes away. the pain go away when she like takes enough to like kill a goddamn rhinoceros. Yeah, she's and just a badass. Like, <laughs> keeps on going. She's an absolute badass. Yeah, that is established <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I was just was like, oh, I, that's a pretty creative throwback to that movie. But again, yeah. like the, the hospital scene in two and that whole theme there was way better than this movie that's the prop there is no theme in halloween 2 halloween 2 existed specifically to say that michael is her brother or uncle right brother brother yes that's right so that's the only reason halloween 2 exists right there's it's kind of a rehashing of part one but it's in a hospital it feels like it's becoming more of the cliche slasher films that it spawned yeah right halloween 2 doesn't do anything with the hospital location or anything like that this one I think utilizes it to good effect, right? Like I liked Lori stuck in the room with Frank, right? You didn't, you weren't uh, kind of annoyed that they sidelines what is supposed to be like the key character. Lori is a fucking grandma. She got the <laughs> shit kicked out of her and stabbed. I think she needs some rest. 
so that she can come back and beat his ass the end of the night. Right? I drew, <laughs> what does she do? Like she gets, she's like, it makes the pain to go away, and she stabs herself. Where does she go from there? I can't remember. She what gets happened punched after in the that. stomach, right, and ends up back in the hospital bed. Because when the riot starts, some guy like hits her really hard. Oh, that's right. And she just ends up back. Yeah, she like hits her wound. Right, she sidelined again with Frank, and that's when they do the the origin of what Michael Myers is. He's like, it's my fault. I could have ended it. And it's like, yeah, it's no one's fault, right? He is this thing. But I like that too, right? Like Lori claiming it's this evil that I created. She had nothing to yeah, do with it. Yeah, I was saying, like, how did she create it? But that's, like, this, that's just... what I'm saying, though. This this theme of trauma, right? And the fact that Lori somehow has equated her entire existence with this terrible event and feels like she is responsible for what happened that night. And the fact that she wasn't able to get him. She was a young teenage girl, right? I think that's interesting, right? Frank carrying that with him. I thought that was good. Even Tommy and Lonnie, which probably have the most ham-fisted kind of dialogue moments of the movie. Ham-fisted is a great word There's an emotional truth to what they do. And both performances are fine, man. What was the cop's name? Frank? Frank. Yeah. I love that guy. Like, that character, that story arc. I thought that was great. I love that. Um, I don't know the i guess it's from what you're saying it sounds like you're saying she's it's taking survivor's guilt to like a whole other level yeah it's not only that but she feels as if she is part of the creation right like she was the egg and he was a sperm and that they birthed this evil together which is not the case right right yeah that's what i was trying to see is like i was trying to follow her logic when she said that but this is the thing she she is a traumatized woman who lost essentially her whole adult life, right? She did have a kid. We don't know with who, per se. Um, we don't know what it was like growing up with her other than that it was brutal because she was just got into this survivalist lifestyle. Yeah. She struggled a lot. She drank a lot, right, to, like, cope with this, you know, trauma of her past. Right. Which I so thought she, like... in a way, she did destroy every bit of Lori Strode that didn't exist mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. Which is why I really loved the 2018 Halloween. Like I thought they touched into that and did a great job. <laughs> this one and just that, carries then, that out. Ah, I don't know. It just because the fact that when she thought she got him and then she finds out he's still alive, yeah. her ultimate trap didn't work. Well, that was one thing. I was also she breaks. One thing that uh, that caught me off is like they're like, "Don't go put out the fire," and then they're surprised that he's alive. They're like, wait, what? Because. Like they thought they're they knew they were going to put from out the, the fire. back of a truck. They're I not know, like but screaming like, through the fucking walls of the fire truck. But it seems like they expected him to still be alive if they go and they put out that fire. And the then firefighters like who got the called there, right, were called by the neighbors. Probably. No, I know. I'm saying that, I don't think the firefighters knew there was a fucking homicidal madman. No, 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 no. I'm saying uh, when Lori sees them, like she breaks down and screams, "Don't put out the fire!" And then she seems to forget that firefighters went and put out the fire. Because well, she's just convinced that Michael Myers is dead. By the dead. time she got to the hospital, she was fucking unconscious. Right. She's probably <laughs> delirious, right? And she yeah, probably they... assumed that by the time they got it down, hopefully he would have been dead, right? He did hide in her fucking gun shack, which seems like a poor design, if that's to be your kill box, is to put a fucking fireproof gun yeah, shack. Yeah, right? Yeah, that... That's a, that was a, a not well thought out plan, right? That's when you're like, I'm so into guns, I forget the basics of what I'm doing here. Um, so Which may a, have been another creative underlying theme that they, I don't that know, they man. threw in there. Again, she, I would say she a bit of a tried stretch. so hard to be sneaky, she gave Michael the way out of the box. Or, again, you know, social commentary. She's so obsessed with guns that she didn't. <laughs> 
realize the immediate Evidence danger that 55. she had created. This movie debunks the good guy with a gun theory. <laughs> uh, well, exhibit A. Again. The, the fucking random civilians in the SUV. They're like, we'll go get these kids off the playground. This scene is amazing. So Michael shows up and has their friend's mask after they're talking shit to Lindsay. He jumps on the van a la part one, right? When he escapes the asylum. Um, that lady, because all three of the, they just have guns in there, right? The right. two ladies have guns. No fucking chance. She's just yeah. shooting it everywhere, screaming. Because this is what happens when you're in a life or death situation. You get adrenaline and fear and you aren't like this fucking clear thinking James Bond shot. I get that. I think their <laughs> misses were beyond believable. Oh, right? how dare you? They're, the one miss or the one direct hit, which was amazing, is when Michael kicked the door and she shot herself. I did not see that coming. That scene I was awesome. That, that, that was good. I will give it that. Um, but debunking the good guys. Oh, he with stabs a, that dude in the eye. This movie has fucking amazing kills. Yeah, the kills are great. But again, it feels more like Jason Voorhees than it does Michael Myers. I don't see. I disagree with that, right? Because Jason just kind of kills willy nilly. That's what this, this feels one, like in this movie. He fucking kills and like sits and enjoys it. Uh, maybe, but before it's more like he planned out his kills. Like he was very creative and sneaky in what he did. This time See, he's just kind of more just like that's a, tank a part the, rolling in, grabbing what he can, and to do the maximal damage like as quick. If there's as possible. one thing I fucking hate in every slasher movie, it's the I have to steal these bodies and then go do set design, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> like they're just fucking workers at Universal Horror Night. It's like oh I got to make a spooky setup right like oh i better go light some candles to get it better lighting that is unbecoming of a slasher villain to me no no not Even like that built like, in the case. just like where you just didn't see it coming or or like he planned for any contingency of escape for that person see i never i never read him like that, that that's how i always interpreted I, I read, again i read him Michael as a scalpel. Myers to me was more like the terminator right like he's here on a mission to get laurie to get jamie whatever it is whatever's in his path will be destroyed right no right th- like i didn't think of him as like this fucking ninja that yeah, i was thought of more of like a ninja yeah I, I, this I, is I, another I, new and problem. michael myers is the or jason Voorhees is the hulk if i pulled michael the universe, myers is a ninja if i pulled the universe right name one occupation for best describe michael myers <laughs> there's no way that murder more than ninja. five people said ninja no murder, murder ninja. yes murder ninja all ninjas Assassin, murder. I guess, is the... That's part of being a ninja is murder. <laughs> no one would say ninja except for you. you I mean, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not like doing flips and like throwing smoke bombs or anything. So you think. He does disappear he, but, a lot in this one. I mean, in the next movie, we don't know. Based on the last one, he might be doing flips and smoke bombs. That's true. See, I yeah, I don't know. I, that, I think that's a you problem. I don't think that's on this film. Nah. I, 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 there's plenty of people out there I know that agree with me. Like... Michael Myers is an ninja. Oh, no, no, no. That This movie was terrible and, okay. and, and misses I'm, the point of Michael Myers. I'm just saying I feel like I'm winning the legal case. I feel like you're just... I feel like you're not presenting evidence. You're just saying I thought Michael Myers was this way and I didn't see it that way. <laughs> I feel like it lost touch with what the Halloween franchise was. And what do you to, think to your, that po- is, though? To your point... What do you think it, that is, though? Well, real quick, I'm giving you credit here. To your point... <laughs> It carried it in a new direction, which may be socially relevant, but it did it in a, again, a very ham-fisted way with terrible pacing, which just made it really hard to watch today. But what do I, Halloween, again, Halloween is subtle. Halloween is creepy. Halloween is unnerving, uneasy. Like, Halloween wasn't, I mean, Halloween's fun-ish, but, you know, Friday the 13th is fun. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is fun. 
Halloween was scary. Yeah. And Halloween hasn't, I don't think a lot of the movies have been scary for a long time, but this one especially was not scary. It was just, it could be just, if nobody talked, it would definitely be entertaining. You're not afraid of home invasion? Like those two old people that are just having fun, drinking wine and, (laughs) you know, fucking flying a drone. And then he's like, there's a big guy in our fucking bathroom well that's why movies like you don't think that scene is fucking scary well and done in other ways like what is it called the is it the strangers mm-hmm. like that movie makes home invasion fucking terrifying michael myers would kill all three of them in the blink of an <laughs> eye he's way scarier than the three strangers but yes unkillable juggernauts don't exist the stranger my wife also says the strangers is the scariest movie ever and i was like me and my brother would just fucking beat the shit out of them and we'd be fine. Yeah, but, well, I'm They five... don't do anything in that movie that makes them super scary like Michael. And they're supposed to be real people, but right. in The Strangers, they 100% teleport. Like, they straight well, up teleport they... in <laughs> illogical ways. Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are allowed to do that. And Jason takes Manhattan, it's nautical nonsense. He's literally a ghost <laughs> that teleports, right? The Strangers <laughs> cheats a little bit. And you're like, just don't be such wimps. Like, the scene when they just barricade themselves in the room, that's the fucking plan. Come and fucking get me, right? You do the 300 defense. Yeah. You shrink. I think home invasions are scary, but I'd rather take my shot against a normal home invasion than Michael Myers. You'd rather take a real home invasion than the fake Michael Myers. No, than the real Michael Myers of this movie. Yeah, I'd rather fight yeah, yeah. an imaginary I would too. fictional if, I would, too. Like, if I thought, what were my chances? I'm just saying, just... The, the way the movie is, like, executed, this is more fun, and it's not really scary, and, you know, Halloween's supposed to be scary. But this is the thing, right? So you go back to Halloween 2. Was that movie scary? Not really. Not really. Right? Four but it five, wasn't John, But those no. weren't really John Carpenter. This, like is, the, this is the thing, though, right? This gets thrown around a lot. This gets bandied around a lot when you talk about horror movies. People love to come out of a horror movie and say that movie sucked because it wasn't scary. What is scary to different people and to what degree changes, right? Sure. Like, we just saw the movie Smile. That movie, yeah, movie is, is not fucking scary. To me, it was. To me, that was pure no, fucking nightmare fuel. It's an intense, well-made film, right? Yeah. But was I like, oh, my God, no. What it did, though, was it terrified me on a deeper level because I had to put myself in the shoes of someone experiencing that. Right. And I think that's how these movies work, too. Is Friday the 13th ever fucking scary? No, not... Like, do I sit there and quake under my blanket? Like, oh, God, what's going to happen? I know what's going to happen. He's going to put a machete through someone's face. Like, it's it's written in the stars, as they say, right? You're just waiting for that stuff to happen. Yeah, my my thing is, is when you get to these movies, right, does it hit you on some kind of deeper level where something interacts with you? Like, when when Lonnie gets out of the car and he tells his son, "Um, I'll see you at the finish line. That Uh, moment is fucking scary to me sure yeah especially like as a parent and at the same time I'm like what the fuck are you doing bringing your kid to michael myers house running inside knowing sure. you're probably gonna die and just leave your kid in the car like sure that was just he's fucking trying stupid to be and brave because he just saw what happened and then he he's the one who said i i, I lied i never actually made it into the house because they said lonnie sure. was the brave one so it's kind of a throwback to that moment was it a well thought out plan no, no. and that's Does what lonnie play as a well thought out guy no and what the uh, it's uh what the heck's the name of the director of this movie um the actor danny mcbride did not direct oh, this. i thought danny that... mcbride directed this no what is this uh david michael green or something oh i was like because my first thought is watching that i'm like whoever made this isn't a parent because like no <laughs> parent in the right mind would ever david do gordon this. green would ever do like no good parent would do that like, like... again this is 
in that moment, he's reduced back to Lonnie the scared child. Sure, but he would have definitely left his kid at home. He wouldn't be like, let's go, son, and go kick Michael Myers' ass. I don't know. Are you leaving your kid at your house where Michael Myers could appear as a ghost and fucking slaughter him, or do you try to keep him close? Or do I take him towards Michael Myers? And then moment, he goes, fuck, this isn't a great idea after all. Stay in the car and run if anything happens. It's not... This is what I mean. I don't think any of it's outlandish for a fucking Halloween film. Poor decision-making is the fucking foundation of every horror movie house. You're right. Maybe my expectations have just come too high. Yeah. Like you watch The Conjuring and you're like, move. Yeah. You don't have money. Drive till you're out of gas. (laughs) (laughs) Build a hut wherever you are. Don't fucking attack the devil head on. You know, that's, that's just what happens in these films. But to me, I got a movie that kind of gets into a, a more emotional level, right? For everyone is the introspection of the movie going to play out as well as it did for me no it's probably ham-fisted for a lot of people sure that's a that's a fucking swing and a miss you take when you go as melodramatic as they did to me it works in this kind of a movie right did i get a fucking badass michael myers yeah dude yeah this guy is killing everyone in awesome ways right the knife to the eye the fucking fluorescent bulb to the old lady's throat slashing necks he twists that fucking curly head fucks off Right? That curly head guy is just... Oh, right. Yeah. Because that was the one critique that drove me the most nuts in the first Halloween is he's like the stereotypical cheating boyfriend and he didn't get killed. Oh, And I was like, why did that kid live? I thought it was cool how by the end of this one, he became an actual human being Mm -hmm. that I felt bad for. I'm like, yeah, he's a horny teenager. He made a mistake. Oh, look, there's his traumatized dad. He's trying to do whatever. He's trying to go save his dad. I thought they made him interesting and i felt sad again when he died i thought that was i'll give you that there there's not many horror movies where when the person dies that you even give one tenth of a crap about they you care about some of these i felt bad for the the mental patient yeah i felt felt bad bad seeing tommy die yeah i felt bad seeing uh Lindsay die like i felt bad for a lot of these characters i'll give you that yeah karen was fucking brutal karen 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 that's uh laurie's daughter well, yeah, yeah, that one. I'll admit, didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, that, that threw me off. I thought that I was, like, was oh, okay, a I mean, fucking bummer. In, in concept, yeah, that was a great way to end the movie. But yes, the cinematography of it is like Jesus Christ, that just looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're so hateful, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. What else? What else could possibly bother you about this movie? I think I gone through all of it. I want to get I back to a lot. what. What do you think makes this not a Halloween movie? I think that's your critique that I most don't understand. Again, I think it's more of a Friday the Thirteenth movie than I do is a Halloween movie. Like it's <laughs> a big hulking mass murder juggernaut rather than a psycho evil killer with a mission that kills anything on its way. Like he seemed pretty random in a lot of what he did. He is trying, this is the one thing, right, that I thought was kind of interesting too. So there's this thing that Frank says, right, is that it wasn't you. He's not coming for you, Lori. You just always happen to be in his path. I don't know if that settled as uh, well for me. And they talked but, about that window, right? What is he looking at? But yeah, then that also just kind of contradicts what happened in the last movie because he actively seeks out Lori's house like in the middle no, of nowhere he the doctor drives him to Lori's house is that what happened that's what happened oh he, the doctor was like these two must get back together is like this psychological study he drives her the killer to Lori's house well he drives her to a point does he actually get to the house i think he gets pretty close and then uh the granddaughter runs to the house and that's who he's following got oh okay 
All right, well, maybe that is a little better well done than I thought. Yeah, because when he gets out, he's running around. He's kind of slaughtering his way through town. And then, yeah, the doctor drops him off, right? And they talk about Jim Cummings, who played the other sheriff who got shot or whatever, the other cop. Yeah. He talks about, I used to play with him as a kid, and he'd just stare out this window. And we never knew what he was staring at, right? And then his big John says he stabbed his sister in the tits up there. Right? Yeah. The, again, all the more like the dialogue. That, was amazing. Like, that no. is fucking hilarious. I, I was just like, come on. Like, that is a hilarious line. <laughs> it's great. But no. And then they kept showing that window. Right. What is that window? And I thought it was a pretty cool throwback to the idea of what made the first Halloween so scary and successful was it was the slasher and the monster that happened where you lived. Right. Mm-hmm. That in any small town in America, any, you know, whatever these fucking white topias or whatever that you think are safe there yeah. could be a michael myers in that house yeah he could be on your block on your street in your town he'd be coming for you could be that little kid and i thought that idea of him looking out at this fucking cookie cutter america that we're all supposed to have thought was like the ideal and just something about that triggering him to become this fucking monster was pretty interesting i don't know I, I if think... they fully paid it off i'm assuming this is something that that window will pay off in part three halloween ends well they say he wasn't looking out the window he was looking at his reflection right but you can see your reflection wherever you are yeah so why is he looking at his own reflection in his own room what happened the first time he brushed his teeth he was like holy shit like this is (laughs) wild dude i'm seeing myself doing what i you know so i i'm hoping that that's something that because this the ending of the movie it suffers a little bit from middle movie syndrome where it just feels like the movie cut off and there's like another hour we missed. Yeah. It's a trans it, it could be a good transition movie depending on what they do. Yeah. With with Halloween ends. But I heard I, a lot of people it, they just didn't like it and they they thought it was cheesy like you. I yeah. just I don't to me it didn't play that way. I, it specifically is melodramatic. I I think that I don't think you I think one of the appeals of Halloween 2 is that you never ever actually really except for like curse of Michael Myers, you never really get an answer of why he's killing. Like it, right. it's a, it's a one of, it's like a Joker origin story. Like you don't, it, it see, makes it much more now appealing. They couldn't help themselves. They made a Joker. Right, origin I know, story. but you, uh, which is stupid, but, but no, it's that, always much more appealing when you don't know. So. That went out the window essentially with Halloween four, right? Like Halloween two, you still don't know. It's just like, Oh, it's his sister. But then they start adding these almost like mythological qualities to him. Well, in four, they just say it's his niece and he needs to kill his niece and don't really explain but why. why right, right. They don't say why. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, so he's now he's just a guy who's killing his his bloodline. Right. right. That give that assigns him a motive is like undescribed as it is in the first one. He's literally just a six year old who goes out trick or treating. Come home. He sees that his sister had six seconds of sex <laughs> and kills her. Yeah. And then just and comes no outside and his parents get out of the car and they see their beautiful son with his bloody knife and realize yeah. what he's done. It's the death of the nuclear family, right? That everything's fine and safe in this town and now it's not. And then when Halloween comes again and he's older, he's re-triggered to come back out and do it again. That is the scarier way to do the movie. That that unassigned, like that is the line of the strangers that makes that movie, right? Why yeah. us? Yeah. You were home. Yeah, that's fucking scary. Right. That is the true the the randomness of the evil is really scary. And I don't I don't know if that's always true. Right. There is also something exceptionally evil about knowing exactly who you're going for, stalking them and shit like that. Right. It's all horrible. But that that Michael Myers was a primordial force of evil. 
as they go on and on, they keep ascribing more shit to him, right? right? He's like one of those crabs in the ocean where more shit just keeps like barnacling <laughs> to the shell. Where it's yeah. like, yes, now there are all these extra things that are built into our mind. But I think this movie at its core does bring it back to he is just this this kind of balancing of the scales for whatever fucking reason, right? Mm-hmm. He exists to just fucking bring this carnage. And we don't really know why yet. Yeah, and I hope they don't actually ever explain it because that's Yeah, because as appeal. Frank says, it's not you, Lori. That kind of throws the whole fucking Halloween mythos out the window and leaves opportunity for something potentially more interesting. Yeah. So that's the question, right, to wrap this up. Do you have confidence that Halloween ends will be a fitting and interesting finale to this trilogy? Yeah, I'd give it 80% confidence. That's good? Eight, just Again, this could be a good transition All movie. Right. But again, so just... everyone will hear Halloween ends tomorrow. What what are the like three things you're most hoping for? I better dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> better pacing, no. Better pacing, yeah. Just uh better camera work. No, yeah, right. Like, a better <laughs> better movie. cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> a better, exactly. A better movie. This movie uh, had a ripping score, wonderful kills, an examined trauma, and an interesting way to me. I I think you aren't necessarily wrong with what you're the themes you're applying to as laurie said right they shouldn't have to run because of the darkness that i created that is a cool sentiment right Right. this victim who thinks that they are causing nothing but darkness and trouble for other people that's cool man that's an interesting place for this movie to go no like like you mentioned smile smile did trauma execution very well like that kind of no that movie did kind of no did, it was a good movie did, did, did trauma extremely go see smile well. it's a it's a really yeah. fun one in a theater I, it's one of the, my favorite horror movies i've seen in a long time like yeah, i loved really that movie it's no but, halloween kills but it's pretty awesome <laughs> uh and so i don't necessarily disagree with you the themes there and the point is i didn't think about those themes because the execution was so bad until you pointed it out to me and maybe i'm just too simple to pick up on it but i'm doubting that <laughs> since it's a halloween movie a simpleton but, eh yeah <laughs> old simple so, cloud over here can't understand the theme no i mean that's the thing I, i'm sure you understood the I themes because the the themes in this movie are to use your analogy the themes are not scalpel they are sledgehammer yeah yeah they're sledge- beating yeah. you over the head with what they want you to take away it, from this movie but again even the movie is blunt force trauma of the mind. Yeah. Right. This is a, an in your face. You cannot look away from the horror and the trauma. Sure. And you know what? I'm even fine. Just even if it's not scary and it's just entertaining, I'm actually okay. You can't use the horror movies. Aren't scary as an argument. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm saying I would be totally fine if it's not scary and I'm entertained. But when I'm just like unable to bear the dialogue like i i it, it just takes you out of it i'm sorry like that was the absolute like i said from the very beginning my first thing was the worst part of the movie the dialogue what a shame so if they they you're improve, missing out they, on some good stuff if they improve the writing that that's my biggest hope <laughs> you just want to start and rehire the whole crew huh i mean they did a good job the very first time i thought the, this was fine i it was an amped up a lot of fucking kills, a lot of gore, a lot of really emotionally distraught people acting foolish. Sure. That's yeah. kind of the stuff of a horror movie sandwich, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It it, it, Can we it, it goes back and relies there's on a more, lot of tropes. Though, there's more said. awesome elements to this movie than things that hinder it. There's a lot of awesome things about it. And you do 
portrayed in a new light and you may have raised the score from talking to you like a couple points <laughs> like, but well uh, we'll see what the jury says alchemist you're the jury <laughs> uh you can, can you can convict cloud it's fine it's fine <laughs> i think the the audience who listens to this show will agree with me that was a plenty fun entry because this was kind of the argument about the new texas chainsaw massacre movie too a lot of people were like well oh, this that and i'm like did it have an awesome massacre in texas with the chainsaw yeah, yeah that's yeah. all you need man it was a fun fucking movie i thought this was a fun movie while still getting a little emotionality into it i mean just like texas chainsaw massacre it delivers what it sells i'll say it that. delivers it, what it's supposed to yeah that's all man all right so that's it for uh halloween kills we'll be back tomorrow with our episode on halloween ends i'm very excited to see how this thing wraps up Thanks. do you think this will be the actual end of michael myers uh as long as the stuff keeps making money they'll keep making it yeah right michael myers can't end yeah <laughs> I'm excited. I would like if Halloween continues. Like, I liked Rob Zombie's series. Hmm? I thought it'd be cool if every couple years, like, who's the hot new horror director and give them, like, two or three Halloweens. See what they got. I would love, like, I mean, yeah, I know Michael Myers makes money, but I'd love if they went back to their original concept and, like, do a movie called Halloween and just make it a horror movie with a new story. It's such a brilliant idea. It's kind of sad it never came to. Right, yeah, because people are so pissed about Halloween 3, and you go back and watch Halloween 3 now, and it's great. Everyone loves Halloween 3 now. Yeah. It's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. Dude, probably the best druidic that. horror movie of all time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all right guys so come back tomorrow uh you will hear me and cloud talk about uh halloween ends also we can announce uh this is cloud's first episode of the month our tales from the crypt miniseries yeah. tales from the grift keeper will be dropping in november yeah super excited to start talking about that yeah so if you go to our patreon patreon.com slash film alchemist pod and uh, join as a member there. You will have access to the uh, the new Tales from the Crypt miniseries with me and Cloud here. And I think he'll be nicer to Tales from the Crypt oh, than he I was to Halloween Kills. Definitely. <laughs> nothing but good things to say about almost every episode in that series. Yeah, we met the Crypt like, Keeper this summer. Yeah. Because we knew we were doing this show, so we were excited to meet John yeah. Kassir. Super nice guy. Yeah. So, all right, guys. We will see you tomorrow. See ya.